0: and welcome back to this week's episode of Ladies in Red. We are so excited for you guys to be tuning in with us again. And today we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. We're going to be talking about all sorts of things, um, seeing women in sports, in the media and news, and all sorts of things.
1: Hello,
2: I'm Kristen Um, again, and this week's podcast, as Phoebe mentioned, we're just going to be talking more about um, women making headlines in the sports industry, Uh, major milestones from women just becoming coaches of professional sports teams and then to women proving themselves and playing on men's um, sports teams as well.
1: I'm Sydney and I'm just super excited about this week's topic especially because we see numerous examples of women overcoming barriers in sports um, which is an industry that has been dominated by men, men for a really long time so I think it's really important to explore these topics and recognize these women.
0: Yeah. And even just doing some research for this um, podcast, for this episode, is just really inspiring to see these women making strides and being able to um, push through the barriers and be able to make a name for themselves and for women in general. So really excited to talk about these women that we have seen recently in the media um, during today's episode. Um, so I think Kristen's going to start us off
2: yeah um and just to build off that again like I think it's kind of cool because we're noticing um females in sports more and more often now um which is like cool but yeah so the first person we wanted to talk about is Sarah Fuller um I'm sure many of you know have seen the headlines of her recently um and how she became the first woman to play for a power five college football team at um Vanderbilt and it looks like she's going to continue to do so there um And she had her first outing a couple weekends ago. Um, And then again, she's just the third woman to compete in the FBS, which is um, the highest level of college football as many of us know. Um, And like this is just a major milestone again because it does call upon other institutions and like raises awareness that yeah, like the females are capable of doing um, things like this and playing on the same teams and how um, it's just kind of like drawing attention to more universities to become more gender inclusive than their sports teams.
0: So, Yeah, completely. And I think it's really cool to be able to see, um, especially in America, football is so widespread. It is We live and breathe it um, by the day. So I think it's really cool. I just imagine like a little girl being able to see um, Sarah out on the field as the kicker of a college team a high high college high level college team and they got to see her on t- television most likely so just something that we didn't grow up seeing so it's cool to see those strides it's always very inspiring to see someone that looks like you and want to strive to be like them it's just opening up so many possibilities that there's not really any restrictions you can honestly do whatever you put your mind to it
1: yeah and I think it's super awesome too the fact that it is a football team it's not like any other sports I think football is just such a male dominated sport not only playing but also like watching I think like the stereotype is well boys like watch football and I think for younger girls this is like Phoebe said like the notion that any girl can do it if they put their mind to it so I think that's super important
0: yeah and I was actually reading an article the other day I was reading um about people were kind of questioning the coach if they were gonna keep her in just because of all the media and publicity she got for the team and stuff. And the coach responded with something along the lines of, um, if she's the best player we have for the, for the job, to get the job done, we'll put her in. And I just thought that really spoke volumes saying that they didn't just put her in because they had a girl on the team and they wanted to show everyone that they had a girl on the team. Um, they put her in because they thought that she could get the job done and that she was the best person on the team for that moment in time. So I thought that was really cool that they weren't really using it as like the token player. Like, yeah, we were inclusive, we have a girl on our team. It was like very much that she worked for it and she was treated almost like everyone else that they were gave her that job because they thought that she could do it.
2: Yeah, it's super cool seeing, especially like someone close to our age being able to do something like that. And like, who knows, maybe she'll be able to do something in the future too with it. Um, yeah, it's just, I think it's cool seeing that. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, it just changes the stigma entirely behind the sport of football and the fact that like girls and boys could play on the same team or just play the same sport. And like Phoebe had said in the article that the coach had said that they'll keep playing her because she is the best one on the team. And um, I think that's super important to recognize that girls are able to play at the same capacity as men as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're seeing
0: this in both players and coaches, which is a really big step because a lot of the success and everything of sports is behind the scenes is coaches. And, um, I think on the collegiate level, we do see a lot of, um, inclusivity with women coaches to men coach ratio, things like that. But when it comes to major leagues like the NBA, um, and even the NFL, but a lot of those teams, you don't really get to see a lot of women in coaching. So, um, it's cool to see those things too.
1: Yeah. Um, so an example of an NBA, um, Coach or a woman who became an NBA coach was Becky Hammond who's the San Antonio Spurs assistant coach and she recently had stepped in after the head coach was ejected. Uh, and is the first woman to coach an NBA team during regular season and one quote from her that I just love is she says i'm grateful the Spurs value my experience as a basketball player and through gender out the window, and I think this is just like she's definitely a trailblazer for women who are making or leaving their mark on um, professional sports teams.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think it's really cool because basketball is one of the sports that the rules don't necessarily change that drastically from women's to men's um, like it would in softball versus baseball or with lacrosse. They're like totally different games. So I think it's really cool that they are using um, like she said, they're not just using gender like, oh, it's a boys' basketball team like it is in the NBA. They're not really using that as a restriction because she played the game. I'm sure she grew up playing the game. I'm sure she has a lot of experience, almost probably the same experience or possibly more than any other coaches, and that she was qualified. So they didn't worry that she was a girl because basketball is basketball and she was just she was qualified. And I think it was also really cool that she almost didn't know that she was going to be um, in the spotlight for this because she did take over after the head coach was um, ejected from the game. So I think that's really cool that she was kind of not so much thrown into it because she was an assistant coach, but she was able to actually coach that team and she was prepared to do that. So I think that's really cool.
2: Yeah. I was thinking that too, like kind of just, like you said, not necessarily being thrown into it because she has been on the sidelines and stuff, but like taking on the role of a head coach is just like much bigger than an assistant coach I mean both are obviously like very important but still like it's just cool that she was able to go into that comfortably
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and then being able to she did that most likely for the better of the team and in order to help their team succeed and by doing that she did make a milestone for women um, being the first woman to coach an NBA team during regular season so that's really cool that it's just evolving, honestly, that they didn't think twice. They didn't have the head coach and she was the assistant. They said, Hey, we're going to put her in because not that they really had a choice, but there was no backlash for it. Everyone was supportive of it. So it's really cool to be able to see that.
1: Yeah. I think there's a lot to be said too, as Phoebe said about the backlash that like each of her players obviously are men and they still respect her and her position as head coach, which I think is amazing. And that's, Setting up a like precedent for how uh, men can play a part in this role too of women in sports that they should respect women in positions as the as these as like a basketball coach as well. Yeah, and that just made me think
0: of um a thought that a lot of times there's kind of um a double standard that if we were to see a male coach coaching a women's team, um a lot of people wouldn't really think twice about it. It certainly wouldn't be a headline. It definitely wouldn't make big news because people think of that as being normal. So I think it's really cool that the roles have reversed and that, like you said, Sid, we are setting a precedent and making those um, strides towards like progressive strides because soon we will see women in um, coaching positions for male teams and it's gonna become the norm. It's gonna be just like an everyday thing. And even though these headlines are really cool because these are milestones, we're getting coaches for the first time and stuff like that, um, but soon they won't necessarily be headlines because it'll be so much of the norm. So I think that that's really interesting to kind of look at that double standard that um, it's not abnormal to have another gender um, or per se like a male coach a um, women's team. So I think it's cool that they can have the roles reversed there and that can start to become kind of like the thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And just while we're on the note of talking about um, coaches, Uh, another milestone was made by Bianca Smith for the um, MLB. So obviously the MLB is a male league as well. Um, And she was the first black woman to coach a professional baseball team. They hired her actually, the Red Sox hired her as a minor league coach. Um, But even at that, that made her the first one um, in professional baseball, which is really cool. So um, it's really interesting that she kind of is adding a lot more of diversity to these large, large businesses like um, MLB and those things that she is able to take that position. And like Sid was talking about that another, it's just another example of a woman taking power and um, using her experience. I'm sure she has done plenty of research and everything that she was qualified for the job. So it's really cool to be able to see those strides being made.
2: You go.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think her example specifically, especially since she um, is a woman of color, it gives other women of color the initiative that they can break barriers and have a voice in the sports industry. Um, And I think this also influences professional sports teams to just be more inclusive in who they are hiring as coaches and um, recognizing that women, especially women of color, can do this, these jobs as well, just as good as a man can do.
2: I know definitely and also like the Red Sox are a huge team everybody knows them so it's just like even cooler to see that she's in such a big role with like such a team that has a huge fan base and stuff like that. Um, It's also like similar to um, the Miami Marlins um, with like Kim Ng who I think she played softball at like University of Chicago And um, now she's like in the MLB as well, the general manager of the Marlins, which is super cool. Um, And just like another similar milestone to that, so.
0: Yeah, it makes me think that like, I'm just thinking after you had said that about um, that they played softball, but then uh, coached a baseball team and stuff like that that you don't necessarily have to have played the sport your entire life to know the game obviously in some instances that is better but i've had throughout my life i play field hockey and i've had men coaches and some of them um have never played field hockey they just studied it a lot or their daughters played so they knew a lot about it so it doesn't necessarily need to come from experience especially like if you have a large coaching staff um So that shouldn't hold any woman back from wanting to coach for any of these teams like baseball, NFL, um, the NHL, anything like that, just because um, it's a boys sport doesn't mean you can't learn a lot about it and be able to coach and advise for it. Right.
1: And I think too, like a lot of professional sports, especially um, I know, like American professional sports are majority male, like I know there's obviously the WNMB, but not many others have female-dominated sports that Americans watch and get a lot of screen time on tv so I think it is important for women to put their foot in the door and get in those positions so they can have a say in what is done in sports and just leave their mark on the sport in general Um, without a doubt like each of these women will leave some form of mark on their sport and the team and set a precedent for future women to come in the sports industry.
0: For any of you that are in the Carlisle area, why don't you just cut the chemicals, not the portions? That's the motto and promise at Spoons Cafe, located at 57 West Pomfret Street, just one block back from High Street. Stop in today for a delicious salad, cup of soup, tasty sandwich, or combine two of the three for a perfect lunch. Open Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. and Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Spoons Cafe, offers a cozy, comfortable lunchtime experience for all. All right, guys, we are back. And we are going to be talking about one more woman who has been really, really um, outstanding in media recently. She actually was the on the cover of Vogue for the January 2021 um, issue, so the first issue of the new year. And her name is Naomi Osaka, and she's a professional tennis player. Um, Many of you may not recognize this name, but once we kind of talk about her for a little bit, you definitely will remember her. She actually beat Serena Williams um, in and then won the US Open. So she is really making strides and even just in her sport, but also for women in general. um, She has a really cool story. She grew up basically watching Serena Williams and practicing tennis and learning the game and stuff like that and looking up to her. And now she has recently beat her idol um in the u.s open which is just an awesome awesome thing um it's like unfathomable that that's a possibility and it's just really cool to see not only um multiple women doing really cool things and um, being super successful um but also seeing that story play out was really cool so naomi was actually the first woman woman cut Okay, Actually, <laughs> Naomi was actually the first woman since 2001, so 20 years, um, to win her first and second Grand Slam back-to-back. So that is very noteworthy and definitely an accomplishment in itself. Not only did she beat one of the best players in the world, Serena Williams, but she also won Grand Slam's back-to-back, which I think was really, really cool. Um, and just while she's being a successful tennis player, she is also using her platform um, with that success for some really, really good things. She has a lot of activism that she uses throughout her um, campaigns, like her endorsements and such. Um, There actually was one that was really notable that she did a, um, I believe it was MasterCard campaign with Billie Jean King, who um, just reminder for everyone is a very, very successful tennis player as well. from a bunch of years ago. But anyway, King was really um, known for her fight for equal uh, pay for women in the tennis industry um, due to the Title IX law. So it was really cool that um, Naomi got to do a campaign with her um, and be able to promote basically equality between um, women basically for it was specific towards the tennis industry, but it just applies for everything. And it was really interesting to be able to see someone on this high, high platform be able to uh, make a stand for that.
2: Yeah, I think that's like a major um, thing that's going on now, too, is like the salaries between women in sports and men in sports, Um, just because like men are making like millions and millions of dollars um, when they sign their contracts, whatever team, and then just like obviously like females aren't making as much so i think that's a big like topic of discussion nowadays
1: yeah i love this example of naomi specifically and dealing with the campaign that she had with Billie jean king just because you see women in sports community coming together and like making strides uh especially with the title IX law which is so important across all boards with high school female athletes, um, college athletes, or professional athletes. It's so important. And I think it is the job of these professional women to uh, make strides and make it so that uh, other women are inspired to follow in their footsteps.
2: Yeah. And I also think it's cool too, because we see a lot of like male professional athletes too, like promoting a lot of other female athletes. Um, of all ages on like social media platforms and stuff like that so it seems like people are starting to like kind of come together and just support one another in the sports industry.
0: Exactly and I just think it's really cool just to note that she was on the cover of Vogue so just being able like to bring the sports industry I always love I've seen in the past like Simone Biles has been on the cover um I remember her specifically and there's probably have been many other athletes, but I think that's really cool to see an athlete and a woman, ath- woman athlete on um, the cover of Vogue because that just is such an iconic um, brand and to be able to have that and then have that whole article um, interview with her in there, that's really, really interesting to be able to open that up to like basically the entire media industry because when you say you're on the cover of Vogue, that's like the, ideal thing like that is that is the top that's what they all strive for so I thought that was really cool and I read the Vogue Vogue article the other day and in it was not just all about her um, her success in sports obviously they talked about that because she has made major strides um, throughout her tennis skills but she also talked about the activism she does talking about equality between race as well as between genders so i thought that was really cool because her herself um not only is she representing women but she's also representing um women of color people of color that she is uniquely she said that i think the quote was that she calls herself haitian japanese american because her one of her parents was from haiti and the other one was from japan and she was born in Japan, but then moved to the US for tennis training and such. And she's actually going to be competing for Japan in the Olympics. So she said a lot of times it kind of gets confusing because people expect her to be kind of more reserved and quiet and whatever, but she doesn't enjoy that. She likes using her platform to spread awareness and and to choose to support certain um, things of activism, be just to spread the word of what she believes in, which I think is really cool to see a woman speaking out about that. Um, a lot of times you see male athletes and they're like the face of some campaign trying to promote a sort of activism, but I think it's really cool too. It's really empowering to see, um, a female athlete who is so, so successful, but uses her platform for the better.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I love seeing these women just like like the metaphor, the glass ceiling metaphor, like breaking barriers and breaking the glass ceiling and just giving younger women, um, like someone to look up to and someone to follow, like seeing this, like Phoebe said, is so empowering. And like, it doesn't even really have to do with sports, like even anything in your, like any sort of job, or even if it does deal with sports, just giving women like the initiative to strive for more in society and not continually be put down by gender norms or whatever.
2: Yeah. And I think like, again, like I think with the age gap, like it's not necessarily like we're seeing people who are older, way older than us um, making these milestones and how like it could have taken them years to get there. But we're seeing more females our age and even younger um, making these incredible milestones, which I think like raises awareness and excites more people.
1: Yeah, I think each of these stories of these women that we talked about in this episode today are remarkable and unique in their own way. And I think these women are trailblazers for changing the perception of women in the sports industry today. Um, And they're just making strides and they're being so successful in giving others someone to look up to.
2: Yeah, no, definitely. And again, it's just so important um, to both recognize and acknowledge these women and their compliments accomplishments um so that women's roles in sports become more of a norm rather than being like more rare
0: um which is just yeah important yeah definitely and women are making strides and are successful each and every day even um even though it doesn't make headlines i'm sure everyone knows someone in their local town um or a group of people i just feel like us in general, um, starting this podcast or just all of us being athletes in ourselves, we're really all a part of the movement. And like Kristen said, it's gonna be a part of the norm. It's no longer really gonna be um, that male dominated um, industry. I think that there's gonna be some serious change and we are, we're basically seeing history being made every single day um, as we talked about these women, each of them made a milestone that was significant in this entire um, movement. So I think that is really cool. So thank you everyone for tuning in today. Um, We look forward to talking to you again next week. We are going to have our first guest. Um, We're really excited and not going to reveal it now, but you'll find out who it is next week. So we hope you tune in on Monday for another episode of Ladies in Red.